my wonderful friend. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Kurita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our uh, joy and privilege to always welcome you to the program and I'm inviting you to be part of this program today. You know by now, if you are a regular listener, that uh, you can do that by sending a text message uh, to us uh, on the number 048 one. And again, if you are tuning in for the first time with us, just let uh, let me... Uh, let you know that we are very happy to have you with us uh, during the program, share a question, a thought, uh, whatever, you know, send a text message in regard to the topic we are going to discuss. And the number again is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Save this number because we have a good offer uh, today also. Um, a book for you. It's our free offer for today. I'll come to that a little bit uh, later and there is a code also to send us uh, through the same number as an SMS. First of all, welcome here in the studio uh, Tracy Papandreou. Tracy is a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia in Brighton. And it's good to have you with us, Tracy. It's good to be here, Nick. Uh, hi to you and to all the listeners. And also it's good to have uh, David Lima with us this time um, on the road. Uh, David, can you hear us? Yes, Nick and Tracy. Great to be broadcasting with you once again. It's a little bit tricky this one. Uh, I'm not sure if we have an issue with the with the sound there, but um, see how we go. Uh, I try a bit different. Uh, I try to connect you through the Bluetooth before I used to connect you with the wire. You know, in the like the olden uh, fashion, and seems like worked okay, but probably. Today will be a bit scratchy. We'll see how we go. But anyway, uh, it's good to have you with us, David. David is the director of Family Voice Australia for uh, South Australia and Northern uh, Territory. During the week, uh, we approach uh, this uh, topic beyond the grave, the Bible and the passing of death. And we ask few questions already. How does the pastor or a minister view death? And a minister, the, it's quite involved with, the, with this aspect because either attending or uh, facilitating for, a, how you call that? Uh, um, a funeral. Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> you have to help me today because I'm thinking of too many things today. <laughs> Try to see how I can handle David. <laughs> but yes, and um, the pastors, they are... Um, uh, you know, very familiar with those things and uh, uh, assisting people in doing the grieving time and all all those things. That was a good program. And if you miss that one, you can listen back. Uh, you just need to go on uh, our website, faithfm.com.au, or just listen on uh, the app, uh, Faith FM Australia. If you haven't downloaded that yet, you should do it uh, right now. Um, because you can listen to that, uh, if you know the signal is a bit scratchy, whatever you, you find yourself, uh, particularly when you're driving, it's a bit frustrating, Tracy, when we run into a zone where it's not, uh, not very good, um, uh, signal. 
Yeah, and it's so clear on that app. I mm. actually have to turn the volume down because it's just such a good good signal. That's right, that's right. And another question we looked at um, was how did Christ relate to death? And that was a good program too. Or isn't the the soul immortal? Is the resurrection literal? I just looked into that question uh, the other day with uh, Pastor uh, Ricardo and uh, uh, yeah, we look in the Bible and, and learn about the state of the dead and the resurrection and all those things. But I would like to come uh, to David right now to see if, um, if the sound is okay. Uh, let me see, David, uh, are you able to hear us? Yes, thank you. Yes, I think it's a bit better now. Um, okay. All right. David, I may, I may ask you this uh, question first. Uh, when and where is heaven? Mm. Well, that's a very good question. Uh, the, the truth is that, uh, that heaven is a place where God reigns supreme. Uh, here on earth, he also reigns supreme, but he's not seen to reign supreme. So in heaven, not only does he reign supremely, but he's seen to reign supremely. Mm. So uh, the the entire cosmos is groaning under the weight of sin. So you'd have to say that the supremacy of God is not understood not only by people, but by the cosmos itself. So the the stars, the, the, the heavenly bodies... Uh, here on earth, the trees, plants and animals, etc., they're all under the effects of sin still. Mm-hmm. So heaven, I think, is not in the known universe, but is really in the place where God himself is. And God, of course, is separate from the universe because he created the universe. Mm-hmm. So he is separate from it, and heaven is a place separate from the universe. That's my understanding. All right. I mean, um, you see, Apostle Paul also, he relates the fact that he was uh, either in a vision or, uh, you know, taken up to the third heaven. And mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, I, I spoke with somebody not long ago about the, 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 the this, these three heavens, you know, uh, talking about the atmosphere or the um, uh, constellation, you know, the other part of heaven mm-hmm. and what's beyond that. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's quite interesting because, as you said, you know, God uh, spoke and said he created, you know, the sun and the moon and the stars. Uh, he's above that, mm-hmm. all this creation. That is very interesting, uh, yeah, how you, you put it. And another question, David, um, uh, should we be concerned about where and when is heaven? Well, definitely we should not be concerned about such matters. I recall some years ago I was getting my hair cut and the hairdresser said to me, David, what happens to us when we die? Mm-hmm. And I, I said, well, you don't really need to worry about that because God has got that all sorted out. As long as you trust in Jesus as your saviour, then the details are something that we have no control over. No one knows the day of his death and we don't know uh, what exactly will happen to us afterwards, but we can entrust ourselves. Uh, we know that we will have a resurrection body, but we're yet to see what that looks like, except that we've seen it in Christ, those early witnesses. But the, in the same way that a baby in the womb really has no idea what's happening, uh, nevertheless, it goes with the flow, so to speak, uh, almost literally. And in the same way, I think that God has given us childbirth as a parable of our journey into eternity. 
And the same is true of sleep, of course, and, and sleep is such a mystery. I was just reflecting on this yesterday that we, we have these vivid dreams and we think of the, the, the terrible dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. He was so worried about the dream and he wanted an interpretation. But I suspect that he couldn't remember the dream. And so that's why he wanted someone not only to tell him the interpretation of it, but what, what it was, because he couldn't remember it. Mm-hmm. And the truth is that none of us really remember our dreams, but sleep is such a mystery is the point I'm making. And yet in the same way, we don't fear going to sleep. And we don't worry about uh, what's going to happen to us when we sleep because mm. we, we entrust ourselves to God. In the same way, I think we can entrust ourselves to him uh, concerning death. And so it's a big mistake, I think, to spend too much time worrying about this and thinking about this and theologizing about this because whatever's going to happen is going to happen as we profess faith in Christ, entrust ourselves to his care and know that in the same way that the loving hands will receive the baby uh, at birth or in the same way that we we wake up, uh, you know, it's God that wakes us up. We, we don't really wake ourselves up. Um, it's, it's part of the natural process. Mm. Uh, and in the same way, we can entrust ourselves through sleep as a rehearsal of dying and rising to be refreshed uh, at the other end. Mm. And uh, just uh, while you were saying that, uh, David, Jesus made it uh, very clear, you know, when he ascended um, to heaven, because people, they, they were concerned uh, that time, you know, and uh, mm. uh, Jesus was talking about, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And yes. then he said, I will come and take you back. Or again, Jesus was uh, through the parable, you know, uh, I mean, not the parable, sorry, to, to the um, story of um, uh, his friend uh, um, when he was dead. Um, Lazarus. Lazarus. Uh, you know, uh, he again spoke about uh, his death and he <clears throat> said, oh, we are going to um, uh, to visit, you know, because he's asleep. <laughs> but he was dead, actually. He was for four days almost Correct. dead. Now, again, Jesus was um, illustrated this for us to understand, as you just said. You know, we're going to sleep. Mm-hmm. As soon as we close our eyes, we don't understand anything. We don't know anything. You know, we may have a nice yes. dream or a, yes. a, a nightmare. Who knows what? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we don't know anything, you know, while we are at sleep. Um, and I think yes. that's, that's very important, you know, to, to know what the Bible has to say about the condition, in which condition Correct. we are, because many people, you know, have all sorts of uh, ideas uh, in regard to uh, the immortal soul and all other things. And, you know, but we have to look in the Bible, allow the Bible to speak, because, uh, you know, through tradition and through education, you know, I'm, I come from a um, Orthodox background, Tracy here in the studio for a um, uh, Catholic background, and yourself, uh, uh, I don't know uh, exactly uh, all, all your uh, roots, uh, David, but uh, yeah, we can have some influences from uh, yes. our culture and uh, tradition and so on and so forth. That's why it's better to go to the Bible and find out Correct. what the Bible has to say in regard to uh, these aspects. And if it doesn't say much, better leave it like that. You know, not to, not to go too far and just speculate and make a big um, uh, story up. Story up, yes. I think that's true. that's very important. Mm. Yes. Now you've mentioned you've mentioned Jesus rising from the dead and before he ascended. Uh, in that time, when he was with the disciples, they asked him a question that he was not very pleased 
that they had raised. And they said, when are you going to establish your kingdom? And he really rebuked them by saying, look, your priority now is to wait for the Holy Spirit. Uh, and there are things which the Father has set the times for, and he will deal with that. And I think heaven is a bit like that. It's, it's in God's hands and he will sort it out. And so our task is not to be so obsessed with such matters. Mm-hmm. And indeed further, when Jesus ascended, the disciples were amazed as they saw Jesus going up. And then the angels rebuked those who had seen him going up because they were just standing there gazing into space. And uh, the, the comment was made by the angels, yeah, why are you gazing into space? The same Jesus will return in the same manner that he left. Mm-hmm. And so uh, gazing into space is not what God's people should do. And I'm reminded of the time back in, in uh, the time of Jacob and Joseph in the Old Testament where uh, Joseph had gone off to Egypt. Uh, Jacob's sons were all sitting around starving to death, basically. Mm-hmm. And Jacob said to them, why do you all just sit there looking at each other? And this is this is what we sometimes do in church. We we're we're too busy looking at each other instead of getting on with what needs to be done. Mm. Agreed. So uh, our, our task is not to be found when the Lord returns to take us to be with Him into heaven. Our task is not to be gazing and speculating, but working and praying. Right. Right. Um, all right, David. Uh, maybe another question. Um, while. We have you there in a, in a good spot, and you know, and uh, we can hear you well. Um, what does it mean that we should pray for God's kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven? And this is from the Lord's Prayer. Exactly. Uh, it's funny because you've mentioned the the Orthodox and the Catholic tradition, and uh, my background is kind of all over the place: Catholic, Anglican, Baptist. Uh, sometimes I've been called a religious mongrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, other times I've just been, uh, other times I've just been called a mongrel. Yeah. But, um, the, all, all of the faith traditions enjoy the Lord's Prayer. It's something that we have in common. But I think most of us don't seem to understand it because we can rattle off these words and say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as, as it is in heaven without really contemplating the powerful depth of the meaning of those words. Jesus taught us to pray that his kingdom would come and that his will would be done on earth as in heaven. So he, so our, uh, he makes this point later. His, his prayer is not that we be taken out of the world, but that while we're in the world, we will bring, so to speak, the heavenly experience to earth. Mm. And in, in the time of the exile of God's people, when Jeremiah was ministering, they were sent off into Babylon, and their task was to seek the shalom of, of Babylon. Shalom, of course, is the same element you find in the word Jerusalem. So, in effect, they were to bring Jerusalem to Babylon. Right. And uh, so that's that's the task of God's people. And when Paul says that we should pray for kings and all those in authority, uh, he he's really saying, and, and he gives the reason that we may live peaceful and quiet lives, it's the same phraseology that was used in the exile because God's people were told to seek the shalom mm-hmm. of Babylon. There's that word peace. So Paul says, pray for kings and all those in authority. Most relevant, particularly on this uh, Queen's birthday long weekend for, for some of the listeners, not all, but different in different states. But mm-hmm. we're to pray for the Queen, we're to pray for the authorities, but we're to seek the shalom of whatever place it is that we live in. 
whether it's Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Hobart or whatever, and to bring the heavenly experience to all of those places which are currently in rebellion. And who would want to go to Babylon where they'll cut your nose off and rip your arms off and beat your eyes out and pull your skin off? Uh, God's people didn't want to go there, mm-hmm. but they were told, no, this is where you will go and minister. You will bring the heavenly experience, the Jerusalem experience to Babylon. So that's our task, Nick. It's not so much to speculate about where heaven is, when we're going to go there, what it's going to be like. God will handle that. Meanwhile, as we pray the Lord's Prayer and say, Lord, we want your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth just as it is in heaven, we're to to operate as ambassadors in in the embassy that we've set up, which which is the church, uh, wherever it may be found and where we're meeting together as his people. Very well said, uh, David. Thank you for uh, sharing with us um, on this aspect. Uh, if you are able to still stay with us uh, while we are going through the program today, uh, please feel uh, welcome. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you know, again, uh, we we appreciate your work, you know. And um, thank you so much, Nick. Traveling. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to sign off now. Uh, I've got another appointment, but uh, okay. Company with all of your listeners as they as they continue to serve him. Thank you. And this uh, was uh, David Lima from uh, Family Voice Australia and um, happy to have uh, him with us over the phone but uh, back here in the studio uh, with uh, Tracy Papandreou uh, we are going to tackle a little bit more, look into this question Tracy, uh, what, where and when is heaven but just before that uh, I would like to um, draw your attention uh, right now, my dear friend, uh, listening there, uh, to the book which we have prepared for you. And the book is called Secrets Beyond the Grave. Now, remember, uh, for the whole week, we are talking about Beyond the Grave, the Bible and the passing of death. And we approach few good questions uh, in this regard. And I believe this book can be very handy and helpful uh, to clarify a few things uh, um uh, with you and uh, those people who are interested. It's written by uh, Dwight Hall. Uh, himself, he had an experience, you know, uh, with this sort of thing, uh, death, and uh, didn't quite understood uh, what's all about. Um, one of his uh, nieces, a very young girl, nine years old, uh, passed away, and uh, he had all sorts of questions just flooding into his mind about um uh, this because many people say oh she's now in heaven rejoicing there in, in heaven with the God and other people will say now she's at sleep you know she's awaiting in the grave until Jesus comes and so on and so forth and this book will uh, will clarify for you uh, this aspect because we looked into the Bible and understood from the Bible there's not such a place you know that uh, our souls will uh, flutter somewhere around and those things because Imagine, imagine if somebody, a loved one, which this is very hard to say, um, pass away. Uh, we want to think that, oh, it's somewhere in a beautiful place. But do we uh, realize or do we think that we'll be happy to be in heaven and look down here for the misery we're living in, for this troubled world? I don't think so. That will be heaven for that person. I believe it's much fairer to say that it's resting into the grave like all the people of the ages until Jesus come and with the trumpet, with the 
loud voice, he will shout and will call us all. Those people who are in the grave will call them out. And if we are alive, praise God for that, and we hope that Jesus will come soon, and we'll be able maybe to see him coming into the clouds. But uh, Jesus is um, is telling us uh, the theology, if you like, of the state of that in particular. But now we are going to look a little bit more into uh, uh, this what, uh, where, and when is heaven. Now, this book, sorry, I, I was uh, dragged a little bit uh, uh, aside, but the book you can uh, request it just by sending a text message on 04888-80811 with a code, code SA50. SA stands for South Australia, and number 550. No space in between, and don't add any other comments there, because then you may confuse uh, our uh, faithful uh, Robert. Um, he will ask you a few questions. Please just get on your device and request this free offer for today, Beyond the Grave. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Back with Tracy here in the studio, and uh, Tracy, let's um, um, continue uh, today. And as David mentioned, you know, uh, um, uh, what is heaven, where is heaven, and uh, all those aspects, uh, uh, probably we we should still continue on the same uh, note, you know. What is heaven in your understanding and looking into the Bible, Tracy? Mm. So um, it's a place that's being prepared for the saved. That's what the the Bible tells us. Um, I think of John fourteen one to three, and this is um, where Jesus was speaking. He was speaking to the disciples uh, just after the Last Supper um, on the night that he was betrayed, um, and and they were worried and. Um, um, Paul, uh, sorry, Paul, Peter had, uh, was asking him and was troubled and, and he said to the disciples, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Mm. So, you know, we know, and this is what David said too, we know that it's a place of, of dwelling of uh, the Lord at this point in time. And we're told that he's actually preparing a place for us. Um, it's not just where he reigns. We will also, when mm-hmm. saved, mm-hmm. will also um, dwell with him there. Yes, very good, very good. Now, just before I'm uh, going to, uh, to another question to ask you, I just want to mention again for our listener, uh, because I just realized uh, that one of our listeners is uh, sending a, a request for the book, but uh, was with uh, 55, I mean 5-5. Five, five. Again, the offer for today is SA50. SA50. Please just make sure that you, you can write again a text message and send it, Margie, because uh, probably otherwise you wouldn't have the right book. Uh, the book for today is Beyond the Grave. Right. Uh, so, um, do you have any details uh, in the Bible of what life will be like? In heaven. In heaven? Yeah. 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 There's actually 
quite a lot and and when you go through them it actually you know you kind of no one is looking forward to dying but you kind of go when can i get there mm. because it sounds so good so let me just talk about a few of those well you know i mentioned previously um God, Jesus, they're going to be there and they're going to live amongst us. You know, I think about the fact that often when we see heaven depicted, we see the um, image Mm -hmm. of the clouds and the cherubs um, with their wings and perhaps, you know, floating around on a cloud with a harp, all of that kind of thing. That's one image that you get. There's also other images that I've seen of St. Peter at the pearly gates, and he's almost like the nightclub bouncer where he's got his checklist Mm -hmm. and uh, he's working out whether he'll let you in or not. Now, the Bible um, doesn't depict it at all. All like that. So when I talk about, you know, the the very fact that um, Jesus is there amongst the people, um, and unfortunately that's not um, depicted uh, very much at at all. But let's see what the Bible has to say in Revelation 21.3. It says, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. So Mm. can you imagine Mm. what that will be like? You know, um, there won't be, you know, uh, just the Holy Spirit um, being the one to uh, speak to us as as is the case um, now. Right now, yes. You know, we mm-hmm. will have, you know, that amazing opportunity to sit face to face with Jesus. I'm sure there's lots and lots and lots of questions that so many of us will, will have about, you know, why certain things played out a certain way. And we'll have that opportunity to, to ask some of the whys and, yes. and, and wherefores that, and, and that perhaps we won't know the answers to at this point yes, in time. Yes. And, and probably one of the many whys, you know, or how, or, you know, uh, could be even in relation to God himself. Yes. Because um, even today, people are confused. Even though the Bible speaks uh, nicely and, uh, you know, clear enough uh, about the Godhead. But many people have different uh, understanding about this. But, you know, that's why And when you say the Godhead, what do you mean? mean, Because there might be some some people out there who are not sure what you mean when you use that terminology. I mean, we, uh, in the Bible, uh, Matthew 28, for example, the Great Commission, it says that when Jesus sent the disciples to go and preach the gospel to the end of the world, he Mm. said, now go and preach and teach and and baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Mm. Spirit. Speaks here about the Trinity, uh, the Godhead. Now, some people may understand, oh, is this three gods? Uh, some other people say, no, it's only one God because Elohim, mm. uh, even though Elohim, it's a plural, uh, mm. um, you know, uh, may think about, you know, more persons, but no more gods. It's because it's only one God. Um, and uh, yes, uh, there, you know, that's why heaven, <laughs> An eternity will be a time when we could ask Absolutely. more questions in this regard. If it's something here that we cannot quite grasp at 100%, how God is three in one. Exactly. You, know, the, you we, don't need to be worried about no, that. No, no. And, you know, some of those things, we grapple with them because 
we can only use the context of the things that we know in our natural mm. world to be able to um, relate to these things. And, you know, with, with, with God, he's something completely beyond that. So, yes, it's, it's natural for some of that to be difficult to relate to, but we can be comfortable in, in following the, the Bible. And I think you have a few more things to share with us I from do, the Bible. I do. Another great thing, there's going to be no more death. Mm, wonderful. No more sorrow. Um, and we know that from Revelation 21, 4, which says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And it was very interesting. I, I um, was speaking to um, uh, someone in my previous church uh, about this text and you know, I was saying, well, there's 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 not going to be any crying, any anything. And he said, well, actually, it may be that there may be some tears initially if we discover that people we thought would be in heaven mm-hmm. are not actually there at the end. But it will be explained to us in such a way that we will understand, and we won't be sorrowful about it. We will understand. And and his idea was that. There may be tears, but they will be wiped away. That's what I was going to say now, because, uh, you know, uh, in the Bible, it speaks about that now when and how again. But Jesus said that he will wipe away. Yes. All the tears. What that means, that will not be a perpetual, you know, uh, sorrow. Uh, sorrow yes. uh, that we, you know, will cry there because we'll be unhappy or because yes. we see the loved ones dying or yes. because or whatever. Because that's why we cry here. Because well, there's a lot we, of sorrow in yeah. this world. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So to to know that there's an end to all of that is is just uh, amazing. And also, you know, all the physical deformities that, you know, unfortunately some people, <coughs> excuse me, um, are either born with or have to deal with, that's going to all be cured and also the planet will be cured yes if, if you like all of the climate change kind of well let's just put them in 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 inverted commas those those things which which are often uh, related to climate change um those will be done away with as well you know i think about isaiah 35 3 to 7 it says strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees say to those who are fearful hearted be strong do not fear behold your god will come with vengeance with the recompense of god and will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals, where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and mm-hmm. rushes. Sounds sounds like a much improved place. Beautiful. To, to and me. and you you mentioned there climate change, for example, and this is a big deal right now yes. on the news and everywhere else. And you know what troubles me, Tracy, uh, sometimes when I look at this um, question which we deal today: uh, uh, what or where and when is heaven? You know, uh, people are trying today, again, to experience heaven here. Now, David mentioned that we should yes. live a life like to show the love of God, like heaven on earth, if you like, you know. But we realize here that we cannot 
have heaven on this earth in this condition. That's why God says that he will come and uh, he will make a new heaven and a new earth. Why? Because this is totally contaminated of sin. And Mm -hmm. when God says, and I mentioned this in a previous program, God says that he will come to destroy this earth and to renew and make a new one. Then all of a sudden we wake up and say, no, we want to save it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we do all these things. Now, it's nothing wrong to be concerned about the way we, State of things, yeah, yes. the way we do things, you mm-hmm. know, and we don't need to be ignorant or not to be, you know, um, to see what's happening, you know, in terms of pollution and other things and how we destroy the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, we should do the best we can to preserve, to, to maintain, but we realize that we cannot reverse it. And, you know, how good would it actually be if you've got a glorious earth, everything's, you know, we've, we've managed to f- fix mm-hmm. all the problems, theoretically, if that were the case, and we've still got murder, um, uh, sickness, mm. illness, all of these things, you know, that, that, that's still, you know, man hurting man, all of this kind of thing. And actually, if we're honest, you know, um, Man seems to have less and less regard for man. Yes. You know, so we're not on the trajectory to a better place. We're on the trajectory to a worse place. So how how great is it actually going to be, even if things are much better in terms of the climate and, and the, the, the state of the earth, if we still have all of those things that make our hearts heavy and sorrowful yes. here. And even, even it's our not s- going to be repaired. No, <laughs> and to be in this body which is full of pain, you know, full of uh, every day, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, I'm not sure if you, you Tracy, but I'm just... Uh, crying every day oh what so much pain here and there and you know it's, that wasn't there before <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah would you like to probably mention something about what the bible has to say in regard to the glorious bodies yeah we we won't have all of those aches and pains that, that we have to worry about you know uh, i really believe from what i've learned about the body is that each of us is born with you know, uh, different weaknesses, if you like, in our DNA. For one person, it might be this. For another person, it might be that. So one person might have to be a little bit more careful about certain things than than other people. Uh, you know, the other person might have to be careful in other things in terms of not doing things that will trigger certain things to happen in, in their bodies. But we're going to be um, given bodies that are... Like new, I mm. sometimes wonder because I'm a shorty. I sometimes wonder if 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 I'm if I'm there. Uh, I wonder if I'll be remade to whether there'll be a standard height for females, mm-hmm. and I'll finally get that, or what will the, be the story? But um, so what the Bible does say, say is, for our citizenship is in heaven. This is Paul speaking, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things mm, to himself. Mm. So, you know, illness, um, um, deformity, all of that, he will subdue all of that. And, you know, um, we'll just, you know, I, I sometimes wonder because when you think about Adam and Eve, you know, and they were the very first set of 
DNA, if you like. Yes. And science tells us that the copies on copies on copies on copies of DNA is where we have these problems come mm-hmm. in because mutations yes. happen along along the line. And actually, I was watching a video where they t- a scientist was talking about the fact that, you know, we can only do so many copies before things actually kind of just right. get so bad, yeah. bad mm, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but uh, yeah, uh, the very beginning, you know. So I, I read that, that we will be transformed l- to have those pristine, that pristine DNA mm-hmm. like Adam and Eve had initially before the fall. So I think that's a nice thing to look forward to. As well, but it's not just us. You know, the animals are also going to be changed. You know, um, the sin will be removed from them because the animals and the land were included in mm. all of the curse that that was part of uh, what happened as a result of the of the fall and Adam's fall. So. Um, Isaiah sixty five twenty five tells us that the character of the animals will be different as well because it says the wolf and the lamb shall feed together, the lion shall eat straw like mm. the ox. So they're not mm. going to be omnivores anymore. Yes. Uh, carnivores, sorry. And dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. So, you know, I mean, we're used to here in in this earth that, you know, um, it's, it's pretty much dog-eat-dog in the mm-hmm. animal kingdom, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, the, the survival of, survival of the, the fittest, fittest yes. you know. Mm. Um, but can you imagine, you know, a wolf and a lamb being at the same trough, eating together, mm-hmm. you know, maybe both wagging their tails, you know, rather than the lamb quivering because, you know, they know that the wolf's out for and them. And I think that's how God created uh, at the beginning, you know, uh, before sin. And interesting that after uh, Adam and Eve, you know, uh, fall into sin, um, the animal reign was affected too. Uh, but... Uh, Obviously, in the new earth and new heaven, uh, that will be like before. And that's what we are looking towards, you know, uh, because we are not looking to something similar like here. No, I mean... uh, When God created, He said everything was good. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that He created an animal to eat another animal. You know, Uh, if you think about it, all the animals must have been vegetarians to to yes. vegans actually to 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 begin with you know so and, yeah i alluded a little bit earlier um, uh, about uh, you know the uh, how will be that experience in heaven many people thinking ah oh, that what a boring place uh, people are just going up there in heaven and playing harps there or whatever you know can you share with us something from the bible in this regard yeah certainly i think that's an important one it's not going to be a place where some essence of us ascends upon death or we float a around on clouds playing harps and we're all going to be transformed somehow into cute cherubs. Um, Actually, it says that the saved will actually have a very active life. They're going to even build houses Mm -hmm. and plant vineyards. So when you see it that way, it actually becomes quite concrete in your mind when Mm -hmm. you see that the Bible actually gives that kind of that kind of detail. So it says in Isaiah 65, 21 to 22, 
They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. And so there, um, God's talking about, you know, the justice there as well, you know, not, you know, you do something and somebody else comes along and, and takes hold of it. People will actually be able to, um, uh, benefit from the fruit of their labor. And it says, For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people, and my elect shall um, enjoy, long enjoy the work of their hands. Right. So That's wonderful. You know, um, very, very different to how it's depicted a lot of the time in movies, yes. in, in other kinds of animated things, etc. That's correct. Hey, time is going so fast uh, today, but I... Uh, I want to take a break here and play a song um, before it's getting too late. Um, also, before that, I want to mention again the offer, the free book, which we have for uh, our dear friends listening there uh, today. And the book is called Secrets Beyond the Grave by uh, Dwight Hall. A uh, wonderful book. Uh, I, you know, I could give you some more information about this book, but uh, uh, I think you'll enjoy. Just uh, send us a text message with the code SA50, SA50. Uh, and again, uh, Marge, if you listen uh, there, because you requested this with SA55, uh, the computer may not uh, read that properly. Uh, but resend the message again with SA50. And this book is yours free of charge uh, and no obligation. But right now we are going to listen to a song um, and we'll be back uh, shortly. If that, if that don't make you want to go, that's the name of the song. City, New Jerusalem come down Twelve jasper walls and gates of pearl Such splendor all around And he tells about a river of life That flows beneath the throne Where we'll drink and live eternally In a mansion all our own Oh, if that don't make you wanna go Brother, if that don't make you wanna go To bear and death can't enter in No fighting and no battlefields No war, no enemy Where the lamb and lion lay side by side In that land of perfect peace Oh, if that don't make you wanna go Brother, if that don't make you wanna go Sister, if that don't make you wanna go To heaven, I don't know
stay where Jesus is the light. Got a lot of friends and loved ones there, and a Savior I will meet. And I'll lay my crown of jewels down when I bow at Jesus' feet. Oh, if that don't make you want to go, brother, that don't make you want to go, sister, if that don't make you want to go to heaven, I don't know. program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and Tracy Papandreou. Uh, today we are talking about uh, what, where, and when is heaven. And uh, just before the break, we we look into the Bible to understand, to see what the Bible has to say about uh, heaven and new earth and uh, all those things. But just before we continue, Tracy, because we haven't got too much time left, I want to take maybe a message or two and... Um, Probably we'll, we'll take one, one now. I'm just trying to see if I can get there. Um, can you read it or no, Tracy, from there? Can you read that uh, message? Uh, this one, um, I, don't, I haven't got the name there. I can't see the name from who it was, but there was one here. Adam and Eve were told to go forth and multiply. If there is no death, is there no more birth? And and that's actually... Referring in heaven. Yeah, there yeah is, okay. referring to mm-hmm. in heaven. And that's actually correct. The way that uh, I read it, that there will not be any more birth birth. Um, so one of the uh, Bible verses I can quote to back that up is in Matthew uh, 22 verse 30. It says, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. And we know from the rest of the Bible that marriage is a context in which birth and conception and birth takes place. Correct. So, so yes, they're like um, angels. So, uh, the relationship between uh, male and female will be a little bit different, I guess, than uh, what we've got here on Earth. Okay. All right. That's from uh, Michael. Uh, and there are a couple of more messages there, but uh, because of uh, lack of uh, time today, may not be able to um, uh, to bring those ones uh, now. But Michael, thank you so much for uh, messaging us. Uh, we we may be able even to answer you privately on some of them. Um, but let's just continue maybe with another question, if I could, uh, Tracy. Uh, all right. That's all. That all sounds wonderful, but. Are there any details about what it will look like heaven. talking about heaven? Yes, yes. Yes, there's actually quite a lot. Um, it's a city that's um, prepared by God and it's real and as literal as any we might know now based on what we're told in the Bible. So um, uh, Hebrews eleven sixteen tells us, but they now desire a better that is a heavenly country country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Mm. Um, and that city even has already been um, named. It's called the New Jerusalem. 
Um, it's perfectly square according to the Bible and it measures roughly uh, 2,250 kilometres around the perimeter. That's uh, uh, um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, uh, the, the Bible text talks about furlongs, which is an ancient measurement, mm-hmm. and one furlong equals 200 metres. So that's how we've come up with um, that um, modern day uh, measurement. Um, but I'll just uh, quote uh, the, the Bible on that too so you know the listeners know that we've we've got something to back it up so um in revelation 21 16 to 17 it says the city is laid out as a square its length is as great as its breadth and he measured the city with the reed 12,000 furlongs its length breadth and height are equal then he measured its wall 144 cubits according to the measure of a man that is of an angel. So, you know, we're even given dimensions of it. So it's it's quite literal that, you know, but one of the things too, apart from how beautiful it's going to be to have uh, God there, Jesus, um, it, it actually sounds like it's going to be, I mean, God actually obviously is somebody who who has an eye for beauty, mm, you know, mm. because there's a lot of beauty in it. In Revelation 21, 18 to 21, it tells us the construction of its wall was of jasper. So these are gemstones. Mm-hmm. And the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third, and I'm not, not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, all of these gemstones, these Mm. are in the foundations of the city, the tenth chrysopax, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. We can't imagine that that's like better than any any great Hollywood movie Absolutely uh, de- depicted. Right. You know, it's a yes. wonder actually somebody hasn't tried to mm. do that. You know, and I think they, they they try some uh, yeah, and a lot of movies actually are inspired by uh, but uh, from the Bible and Revelation. Unfortunately, with the Big twist, you know, um, yes. um, to to please, you know, uh, the audience. I mean, you know, the the viewer. Uh, but uh, Tracy, I realize the time it's it's almost gone. But if I could just maybe, uh, if we find the text in the Bible, to just show a little bit more and and uh, uh, to talk about the New Jerusalem. Um, yeah. When do we get to when experience, do we get to experience that's probably this. one of the things that yeah. that's important that we that we actually make sure that we talk to people about. So in two Peter three ten to thirteen, it talks about the day of the Lord, and this is the day of Christ returning. Mm, mm. It says, "But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat." Both the heat and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire? 
and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. That sounds pretty good to me. Yes, and I think that answers uh, some of the other messages which came through, um, which says that there will not be the destruction of uh, this earth, but actually the Bible says that that uh, this will be destroyed, and not only destroyed, it will be burned down, you know, uh, uh, through the ashes, uh, but a new earth and a new heaven um, uh, will experience. And that's wonderful. And I, th- there are more to say, you know, on this. Mm. Uh, there is no time right now, but uh, in the next uh, programs, probably we will be able to to mention a little bit more. But Tracy, just before we closing, maybe with a word of prayer, how could you, I mean, would you be able to just summarize maybe in two, three points what we have been talking today? Sure. I think what essentially what we've said today, heaven is a real place. It's a real city. Um, Jesus will live with us there and there will be eternal peace. The surroundings will be beautiful to behold, the best nature has to offer, and we will be in good health and death and sorrow will be part of the past. So I'd like to pray for our listeners that they might be part of that. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all of the wonderful things that you've told us about heaven and what you have planned. For those who choose to lay their life in in your hands, dear Lord, I pray for all of our listeners, Father, that where there is confusion and queries, that you will help them to find your answers in the Bible and that they may, may be assured of the wonderful promise that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Tracy. That's all, uh, my dear friend, from us today. Uh, unfortunately, time ran out, but um, we would like to invite you to come back and uh, the next program talks about death and the supernatural. Is there a link in between these two? Is the paranormal just innocent fun? Please don't miss that program because we are going to learn some uh, wonderful things about what the Bible has to say in regard to this. But until then, uh, Nick Rita and Tracy Papandreou will wish you all the best and keep walking in the footsteps of uh, Jesus. We leaving you with this beautiful song today, which is called If Heaven Never Was Promised by Heritage Singers. Ask me, why do you serve the Lord? Is it just for heaven's gain? Or to walk those mighty streets of gold? Or to hear the angels Is it just to drink from that fountain That never shall run dry Or is it to live forever, ever and ever In that sweet old by and by But if heaven never Eternally, it's been worth 
was living in a world of darkness, but he brought me the light. He's been my closest friend down through the years, and every time I cry, you know he dries all of my tears. It's been worth just having the Lord in my life. I was living in a world of darkness, but He brought me the light. If there were never any streets of gold, neither a land where we will never grow old. It's been worth just having the Lord in my life. I was living in a world of darkness, but He brought me the light. You know I was living in a world of darkness, but He brought me the light. I was living in a world of darkness, but He brought.